to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Welcome back to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Landon Spencer and Jackson Spencer. And we, today, we are going to get asked by some questions. But hey, 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 what are y'all doing? Hey, who told y'all to come down here and take over my stuff? <laughs> you just gonna run a show without me? How you gonna take over my show like that? What you? Who let you down here? You munchkins. Daddy. You're always trying to start something, huh? Mommy let you down. Here. Mommy let you down here. Yeah. Oh, we gonna have to talk to mommy. All right. Well, since I already have you guys down here, I know you guys have been asking me. You know, oh, daddy, can we get into a fantasy football league? And I'm, you know, right now, I kind of feel like you guys are a little too young. You know, to do a whole football league because it's still going to be all season. But, you know, for our listeners, tell them how old you are. Uh, Jackson, let's start with you. Jackson, how old are you right now? Four. How old are you? Four. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you back there. All right. Landon, how old are you? Seven. All right. So four and seven. But you, these guys, in case you haven't realized, these are my boys, Landon and Jackson. And they want, they've been asking me for quite a while now. If they could get into a fantasy league and, you know, I just feel like this is they have an interest, but they're just so young. So but since I got you guys here, why don't I ask you a few questions to test your your football knowledge? And maybe we could do something next season where we have like a family league or, you know, we get some, we get a bunch of friends or get a bunch of your friends and their dads to do a fantasy league. How's that sound? Good. All right. So let's start with you, Jackson. Let's see what you know. Who is the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles? Carson Wentz. Who? I can't hear you back there. Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. All right. Landon, who did Cal? since you think you know everything, who did Calvin Johnson play for before he retired? The Lions. The Lions. Mm, okay. Uh, Jackson, who is the quarterback? For the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes! (laughs) I love the enthusiasm. All right. Landon, who is... Give me a wide receiver from the Seattle Seahawks. Tyler Lockett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Lockett did stomp us uh, last week. It was very brutal. (laughs) I know. All right. Uh, Jackson, who's the running back for the Dallas Cowboys? Zeke. Okay. And Landon, I got to give you a tough one. Give me a wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. Devontae Adams. Dang, I thought I was going to stomp you with that one. All right, so you guys seem like y'all know y'all stuff. All right, let me give y'all a freestyle question. This is something that's more personal to you. Jackson, who's your favorite football player? It would be Lamar Jackson. It would be who? Lamar Jackson. You like Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Oh man, he is he is a very good quarterback. He's he's like lights out. Landon, who's your favorite football player? Miko Hardman. You really like Miko Hardman? Yes. Get out of here! I ain't never heard you talk about Miko Hardman. Heard me talk about I'm him. still a Cowboys fan, and I still like my mom. I'm, that's all right. <laughs> you don't gotta. I know it's okay. I I like Lamar Jackson too. He's very good. But you know what? 
uh, maybe next season we can do a a, a fantasy league. I'll, I'll hit some of my guys up, and we can do, maybe we can do like a family league or something like that. That sound cool? Yeah. I was thinking of like kind of like a Madden thing. A Madden, like a Madden tournament? Yeah, a Madden tournament. Yeah, cause you do you dudes do like to play Madden a lot. I like to spin people out. Uh, you like to juke them. <laughs> what did you call that move you do? A juke and a hop. Yes. What is that? The jurdle. The jurdle? Yes. That's a move. Yes. Oh, okay, so he he got a move he calls he calls the jurdle. Daddy. Yeah. I've been juking Landon out of his socks. You've been juking Landon out of his socks in Madden. Yes. Oh man, I gotta see y'all play. We gotta play this Sunday. Yeah. That sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And what? We'll, and wh- whoever loses or wins, this, we're gonna record and tell you who loses or wins. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah. You want you, you, you want you want me to embarrass you in yeah. front of everybody? No. Because <laughs> I ain't bad. I, you you beat me once before. <laughs> But I, I can take you. I can yeah, take you. Yeah, you lost like 29. First of all, don't even cap on the score. 29 it, to 30. Yeah, it, you got you got fortunate with a... Uh, I throw the timer block and dive for the end zone. Touchdown! Yeah, that was... Aye. That was... That was, that was nasty. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I died, I, I died I, for the pylon. I beat Nene for four times. Mm-hmm. You beat him four times already? Mm-hmm. Four all times. All right. So, all right, well, you know what? Maybe we can do that. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can get some friends together and see if your friends want to do it, and then we can do a maybe we can do a fantasy league or a Madden tournament or something like that. That sounds good. Yeah, I want to do Madden. Tournament. All right, don't y'all got homework to do or something? No. Yes, y'all do. We finished. You finished? Yes. All right. Well, I think your mom calling you. Why don't y'all go upstairs and check and see what she wants? Okay. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Let me wrap this up real quick. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my boys. <laughs> yeah, they've been trying to get on the podcast i didn't think he was going to try and take over my show though but eh, it's good to have him you know talk a little football and come downstairs with daddy for a little bit so it's not bad but let me wrap this up we're getting deep into the podcast you know what they we're going to get into uh in this episode we're going to get into our we're going to do a matter of fact we're going to do a fantasy face-off we haven't done that in a while time to bring that back we're going to do a fantasy face-off um i'm not going to do thursday night football preview this week because it's the jets versus the broncos and i think i'm i think i'm in agreement with everybody else like this game is going to be a train wreck to watch you know there's no sam darnold it's like uh, uh, you, you know do you really want to watch this game it's like one of those games like it's like one of those pitfall thursday night games that you're going to watch because it's on but you're not going to watch it because you want to you know, the uh, Denver Broncos are starting their third string quarterback. You know, they have injuries. Uh, the Jets have injuries. It's, it's not going to be a fun watch. It's not unless, you know, something crazy happens. But I highly doubt it. Adam Gase is on the hot seat. So, you know, it's like, man, do I want to watch it? You know, is there anything else on? No, I guess I'll at least I'll check the scores. That's the, that's what that kind of game is. But we're going to do a fantasy face off. It's our versions of it's like a a little bit of starts for the week or you know something like that but we take each position we take a game out of the uh out of the week four out of the current week of nfl and we go head to head based on positions uh for each game well we pick a position in each game and then we talk about it and dissect it and i i'll make my picks for who i would take in a certain game at a certain position so before we jump into that and before we get into our news for this week you know what you got to do follow the podcast on twitter at fantasy's finest make sure you hit the subscribe button 
for the podcast. We are available on Google, Spotify, Apple, and so many more. Also, you can check out our new wave link. Um, it's posted on the Twitter account for the fantasy's finest. Um, it's a one-stop shop hub where everything is there. The episodes, the links to our social media, the links to the podcast, where it's available, you know, just in case you get you, you looking around, you're like, oh man, he's there everywhere, but I don't know which one to pick. Now you got a one-stop shop so you can get all your information at one hub and, you know, make sure you follow me hype underscore finest on Twitter. You can follow my guys, Jalen and Mark at ace underscore ECA four and at McNucks. And, um, you know, follow the, follow the guys, show them some love, um, and ask them some fantasy questions too. And if you got a second, make sure you throw some shots at Mark. Cause his squad is trash. He's a Denver Broncos fan. Mike from across the Cowboys, across the board, uh, the Cowboys podcast. He's been killing Mark. I think Mark is in hiding. He's been doing a lot of streaming, so I have to pester him over there. But he's been in hiding on Twitter. He does. He's not responding to my uh, my Denver Broncos disses. So <laughs> he's going to be under a rock until the Denver Broncos win a game or when Drew Locke comes back. So either one of those, we probably won't hear from Mark for a while on Twitter. But give my guys a go, uh, follow. You know, follow the uh, podcast and um, you know just enjoy the content, man. We really appreciate uh, the the guys, the people who've been able to listen. And uh, the people that we've been able to talk to on Twitter, whether you've been giving us fantasy football questions or talking trash or, you know, anything like that. We really appreciate it. So let's enough talking for me, man. Let's get into the episode. Let's go. The news now. News and notes from around the NFL. All right. First up. The, well, this is kind of a, it's it's good and bad. It's it's good because the NFL is taking precautions for, to protect their players. Um, You know, if you haven't heard the NFL is moving uh, the Steelers and Titans game to a later date, it was supposed to be for Sunday um, for week four, but because the Titans have been testing positive for COVID and personnel staff has also been testing positive um, they're going they were going to move it to Monday or Tuesday, which was um, the original thought. But now, because more players and personnel from the Titans are testing positive, they don't want to put any more players or, you know, staff or from opposite teams in jeopardy. So they're going to move that game to a later date is to be determined. So if you have any players from the Steelers or the Titans in your lineup right now, make sure you put them on the bench. They're not playing this week. You will not get any points for them, and it's going to suck if you leave them in your lineup expecting the game, and it's not going to be there. So so make sure you set your lineups, and uh, make sure you take those guys from the Steelers and the Titans out of your lineup. Now, this is news out of Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette popped up with an ankle injury, and he could miss week four's game against the Chargers. That means Ronald Jones is going to have a backfield to himself, and uh before I came on to record today, uh, he didn't he wasn't able to practice Wednesday or or today, uh, Thursday. So if he doesn't practice tomorrow or if he doesn't practice Friday, he may not be able to play for week four. So if you have Ronald Jones or he's popped up on your wa- waiver wire because, you know, somebody's gotten frustrated with him, you could scoop him up and start him this week if Leonard Fournette doesn't play. Moving on to Seattle. 
Uh, Chris Carson got in a limited practice Wednesday. Um, remember, he's currently dealing with a knee sprain. He suffered during uh, the Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, it's looking like he's able to practice. He did practice in a limited fashion, but if he keeps practicing for the rest of the week, he should be able to play. Just keep keep uh, monitoring that situation and make sure that he still he uh, gets the green light to go. If he doesn't, then you might have to pivot to Carlos High. If you haven't picked him up off of waivers, you might want to do that now just in case if you're a Chris Carson owner or you're looking for an extra running back, uh, just grab him and stash him. And if he doesn't play, if Chris Carson doesn't play, then you can put Carlos High back on waivers. Moving on, I know Kettle owners are excited because he was able to practice in full on Wednesday, and it looks like he's going to be able to play against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, The Eagles linebackers suck, so Kittle should be able to have a good fantasy game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Nick Mullins will probably be the starting quarterback. Um, I haven't seen a new report on Jimmy Garoppolo in regards to his knee, and I don't think he's been able to practice just yet. So if he's not able to practice as we keep going uh, into the weekend, um, it looks like Nick Mullins will be the start for another week of football before Jimmy Grant, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is able to come back. And finally, Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receiver, was able to practice in a limited fashion today. Uh, excuse me, not today, uh, Wednesday. And I believe he's been practicing limited on Thursday, too. He's been making progress. His status for this week is still up in the air. I would wager to say that he doesn't play um, because his in, he has a high ankle injury and it's probably going to be maybe another week. It'll be uh, three weeks. Um, yeah, three or, going on three or four weeks. So they're probably just going to take the precaution and not play him. You know, that would be the smart play. But if he's able to go, um, you might want to consider putting him in your lineups. If he's good enough to practice and if maybe if he gets a full practice in maybe Friday or Saturday ahead of week four, uh, might consider uh, throwing him in there. So it's, it's a decision you have to make. Um, I know for me, if he plays, you got to start him. You know, it's Michael Thomas. You've paid a high draft pick for him and, you know, you've been waiting to play him for the last couple weeks and now you got a chance to play him. You don't want to miss that. So that's just me. Um, of course it's your lineup you have to make the decision for yourself i'm just throwing the information out there but that'll wrap it up for our news segment let's get into this fantasy face off fantasy face off what's the difference between me and you all right now like i said we're going to go through i picked out a couple games that i think that are pretty interesting as far as putting certain players against each other and i select one position out of each game quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end and i kind of break those games down and see who i would take between the matchups and the position so like for example the first game i have is the san francisco 49ers versus the philadelphia eagles the quarterback position nick mullins versus carson wentz now Nick Mullins is the backup for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. He's not a guy who's lit the world on fire before. He's had some pretty decent games uh, when he's coming for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. But the Eagles front is not, it's not a, uh, it's not sweet. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the best parts of the Eagles defense is their front four. 
They don't really have linebackers. They do have Darius Slay in the secondary. But outside of that, you know, Jalen Mills and Avante Maddox and even Roby Coleman have been getting chewed up by uh, opposing receivers as of late. So, you know, the defense is kind of kind of mid-range. Like, it's not awful, awful, but it's not great. And they've been giving up points in, in uh, spurts throughout the course of the three weeks uh, for the regular season. But Nick Mullins coming in against the secondary like the Eagles, uh, especially with him getting uh, George Kettle back, presents an interesting an interesting start because if you are looking for a quarterback, you know, just in case you have a situation where you may have lost a quarterback or, you know, your quarterback's not performing, he could be a streaming option this week. There's points there to be had. And then you look at the other side, Carson Wentz hasn't been able to play. He hasn't been play, playing good over the last few weeks. Um, he's currently the quarterback 22 on the season. The Eagles defense just got uh, shredded by rookie Joe Burrow. He gave the, he put uh, 312 yards on the Eagles and two touchdowns. So it's like Nick Mullins has a shot to do some damage um, this week for fantasy. And like I said, he's getting uh, George Kittle back which presents another matchup issue. And Brandon Ayuk will probably get shadowed by Darius Slay. He's probably the only viable wide receiver in that um, San Francisco 49ers core who can do some damage. And Debo Samuels may not be able to come back before this game. So you're looking at Ayuk to be shadowed by uh, Slay, which will put Kittle against the linebackers for the Eagles who haven't been very good the last few weeks. So you can look for um, Mullins to target Kittle a bunch in this game. Um, And did you not see what Mullins did to the Giants last week? 343 yards and a touchdown? Ridiculous. And he probably could have had more if uh, Jordan Reed didn't go out with an injury. And Philly is giving up the eighth most fancy points to tight ends at 11.1 per game so bad matchup good for Mullins good for Kettle bad for the Eagles and then the defense despite missing so many players for the 49ers is still doing numbers they was beating up uh Daniel Jones last week so it's the Eagles about to go 0-3 the next three weeks because if you can sit here and tell me that they're going to beat the 49ers. Uh, they, it could be possible they could beat the 49ers because, you know, like I said, injuries are playing an impact here. But they got the Steelers and then the Ravens. If you can sit here with a straight face and tell me that the Eagles aren't going to go 0-3 over the next three weeks, man, I don't want to play you in poker <laughs> at all. But for me, I'm taking um, Mick, Nick Mullins. Um, it's a gamble. But I think Mullins has an opportunity to really do some damage. The game is on Sunday night. Uh, it's just Carson. Carson is looking very skittish right now. And if the 49ers can get at him, it's a wrap. It really is. I don't know what's going on with Carson so far in the first three weeks of the season, but he's just been too shaky. I don't think you can put him in your fantasy lineups, even in a matchup like this. I honestly thought I missed on Daniel Jones last week. I thought he could really take advantage of the injuries that the San Francisco 49ers had. And he completely bombed 36 to nine was the score. And then Richard Sherman should be coming back 
and they don't have any wide receivers that he needs to lock down. Like who Greg Ward. Now, like I said, Greg Ward is a slot safety. I mean, uh, excuse me, not slot safety, a a slot wide receiver, but Sherman's not going to lock him down. I would be surprised if I saw that, but who else is there? There's nobody else. Maybe Deshaun Jackson comes back from the hamstring injury, but I don't know, man. It's just, and then Carson Wentz can't hit anybody deep anyway. So I don't know. It's, it looks like a 49ers game. They have enough pieces to get the job done as we've previously seen. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan is going to mix things up so that it's not, it's going to cause confusion for the, the Eagles. And they haven't been able to let alone play well defensively, let alone be able to stop the run as consistent as they should have been. So I'm, I'm leaning Nick Mullins. Um, if you need a streaming option, he could be that in two QB leagues. You might want to pick him up and get some extra points uh, that way. Um, in redraft, you should have enough quarterbacks um, available. I mean, that you've already drafted that are, that are doing more than him. So you likely won't be able to pick him up um, in redraft leagues. But in two QB leagues, you might want to consider Nick Mullins for this week. Now let's move on to the running back position. I went to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, This one's a little more on the nose. James Robinson versus Joe Mixon. Robinson has come out of nowhere and he's been putting up numbers. He's currently the uh, running back five in PPR formats. Joe Mixon, on the other hand, is the running back 35 after the first three weeks. I know a certain someone from the ball ball blast podcast is loving this right now. I know she's loving this right now, but Robinson is the easy lean. Um, He's just, he's just a, he's such a focal point in the Jags offense because they don't have any weapons at wide receiver outside of DJ Chark. You saw what happened when they, uh, the Jaguars played the dolphins. No one else in the wide receiver group for the Jaguars was able to step up and do anything. Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, none of them guys. I mean, you saw LaVishka get involved, but then it seemed like they had some kind of some sort of brain fart and they forgot that he was there. That would have been the perfect time to see LaVishka get more involved in the offense. Yeah, he's a rookie, but because of his versatility and how they used him before, you know, out of the backfield, getting targets all over the place at wide receiver, that would have been the perfect time to get him going. You know, he didn't have to face Byron Jones. He was out with a groin injury, but they decided not to for whatever reason. They wanted to funnel the offense through the air through Chris Conley, and it didn't fare well. Now, DJ Chark is coming back this week, but because James is so involved in the offense, he's going to see not only rushing work, but he's going to get targets out of the backfield, too. He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. Um, he's getting a bunch of work as a rusher. He's one of the more dynamic pieces in the offense in us offense. That's very limited. You know, they're not even getting production out of Tyler Eifert in, um, at the tight end position. So James Robinson is the easy lean. Um, the Bengals are giving up. They're one of the worst teams against, uh, defending the run. They're giving up 26.8 fantasy points per game. So it's basically, yeah, we're going to run the ball until you try and stop it. Not if you can, if we want to see you try and stop it first before we go somewhere else. So the, you know, Robinson is an easy layup. Um, Joe Mixon. I don't know what you're going to do with him because you know, 
he's gaining the volume. But in this instance, the volume is not paying off for him. He's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Um, he's not being involved in the passing game. Uh, I believe he only has nine targets over the first three weeks. They're not using him. And for an offense that's basically pass heavy, but not involving Joe Mixon in it is surprisingly shocking. But but if you look at his numbers before this year, Mixon was never really involved as a passer anyway. So yes, something to consider. I hope that was something that you considered when you drafted him. And if you were fortunate enough to pass him off, uh, they may have laughed at you during the draft, but they probably not laughing now because he's not getting, he's not getting it done despite having one of the best uh, volume rates in the league. I just don't know what you can do with Joe Mixon at this point. I don't think you can even trade him because if a person is really paying attention to what's going on with Joe Mixon, what his deficiencies as a runner behind that bad offensive line, the Bengals have, I don't know, man is, I don't know what kind of value you expect to get back. He's one of those guys that you'll probably have to package with another, uh, another player to upgrade. And even then, if a fantasy owner is smart enough, he should know what's going on with Joe Mixon. So I don't know if you have to, I don't know if he has the draft capital or the, uh, the fantasy value at this point to, that you can try and trade him. But Mixon is, is fighting an uphill battle right now. And like I said before, he's the uh, running back 35 after the first three weeks of the season. So it sucks to be Joe Mixon. Now I got another game. This is now before y'all start, this is not a homer pick, but I wanted to be uh, a little more difficult because I'm going with the Cleveland Browns versus the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not going Amari Cooper versus Odell. I'm going Jarvis Landry versus Michael Gallup. And you're like, well, why don't you just do the first two? Well, those are easy marks. You're going to start those guys regardless. You know, the Cowboys secondary has not been great. They've been giving up a lot of points in fantasy. I believe they're the second or third most in fantasy points given up uh, to the wide receiver position. So they're not great. The Browns aren't that much better. They're still in the top 10 and the most fantasy points given. Uh, given up to wide receivers. But when you look at this particular matchup with Jarvis Landry and Michael Gallup, these are guys who aren't getting a boatload of targets. Like I would say, they're not getting close to 10 plus a game. But the difference in what they are getting in targets is slightly, it slightly leans to Michael Gallup. And I'll explain why. But Jarvis Landry is getting about six targets a game. And I'm sorry, he's getting four targets per game. And because the Browns aren't relying on the pass like they used to um, under Kevin Stefanski, that's putting a hampering on his fantasy value um, as a wide receiver. You know, because, you know, last season he was a thousand yard wide receiver. He was getting a bunch of targets. He was second in uh, behind um, Odell Beckham last season. But now because they're relying on Chubb and Hunt in order to protect Baker Mayfield, and you can say what you want if you're a Baker fan. My, I'm looking at the game and I'm looking at the numbers. They're definitely relying on the run game to help Baker Mayfield because whatever's going on with him, but Baker Mayfield only has 23 attempts over the last two games. Maybe I said that wrong. Not over the last two games, but in each of the last two games, he has just 23 attempts. They realize that making Baker throw is not the way to win uh, games in Cleveland. 
that first game when they was getting balled up by the uh, Baltimore Ravens, 39 attempts and they took an L and he did not look great. So they decided we're going to run the ball with Chubb and Hunt. We're going to get it done on the ground and we're going to protect Baker Mayfield. We're going to have him take some shots. We're going to have him take stuff short, higher completion percentage, and he's going to manage the game. But they're not relying on Baker to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. And because of that, because of the downturn in attempts, it's affecting Jarvis Landry because those other targets are still going to Odell Beckham and basically nobody else. You've already seen Austin Hooper not get involved in the offense. I already kind of said that in the beginning of the season when Hooper went over there. Cleveland is not a Cleveland was never. Well, maybe I shouldn't say never. But under Kevin Stefanski, the tight end position was not something that was going to be relied on for fantasy or for reality football in real life. I mean, look at Kyle, Kyle Rudolph's numbers under Kevin Stefanski. Were you starting Kyle Rudolph in your fantasy um, lineups? Because I know I wasn't. Not at all. So Austin Hooper isn't getting targeted. Jarvis Landry is barely getting targeted. And that's the difference between him, I think, this game and Michael Gallup. Now, I've already mentioned that how bad the Dallas Cowboys uh, secondary is. But do you think that that's something that you have to worry about this time around? Yeah, you have to worry about Odell. I'm never going to take any anything away from him. But when you look at how how much fewer they're passing as opposed to running the ball, you're going to have to run in order to protect Baker against the Dallas Cowboys, who've been pretty good against the run, shockingly. But that's not something that you are going to have to worry about as far as passing from Baker Mayfield. And because it's hurting Jarvis Landry and his fantasy value, um, that's why I'm leaning towards Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's getting, now I've said Jarvis is getting about four targets a game. Gallup is getting close to nine targets a game. I'm sorry, not nine targets. He had nine targets against the Seahawks and he blew up, but he's getting about on average six uh, targets a game and he's averaging 22.4 yards per reception. Jarvis Landry is getting 11.4 yards per reception. That's the big difference. On average, it's just a two target difference. But Gallup is seeing plenty of plenty more yards as opposed to Jarvis Landry. So uh, that's why I lean towards Michael Gallup. It's just Michael Gallup is going to get those deep shots. And Jarvis Landry is not going to get he's not getting enough work that he's going to present a threat, even in a, in a good matchup against the Cowboys secondary. And finally, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons versus the Green Bay Packers, Hayden Hurst versus Robert Tanyan. Now, Tanyan is one. He's one of he's one of the hot waiver wire ads this week um, at the tight end position. He went five for five for um, 50 yards and a touchdown against the Saints. Really good numbers. And I think he's going to be viable this week. But I'm taking Hayden Hurst, and the reason why is because of volume. Now, we all know that the Atlanta Falcons passing attack is one of the better passing attacks in terms of volume in the league. That's where Hayden Hurst is going to make his is going to 
you know, butter his bread or however that saying goes. I don't, I don't remember right now, but Hayden Hurst is going to see volume. Whereas if Devonte Adams comes back, uh, Robert Tunyon is not going to get the same kind of looks that who uh, Hayden Hurst would get with Julio in the lineup. Now, per recent reports, Julio is expected to continue practicing. He's been running on the side and doing individual drills. Um, he's still dealing with that hamstring injury. And same for Devontae Adams. Um, I didn't see anything current on him um, per this recording, but if he's able to practice this week, he's probably going to play. And Aaron Rodgers has tunnel vision when it comes to Devontae Adams seeing him out there on the field. Um, it's just something that's, that's always happened. That's what, that's what made Devonte Adams one of the best uh, wide receivers in fantasy because he gets targeted a bunch, but under the Falcons, Hayden Hurst is still going to see plenty of work, even with Julio Jones in the offense. Now Hayden Hurst has saw more targets and has a greater upside than Tunyon does in the Packers. And you can tell by the amount of targets that they've had over the first three weeks of the season. Hayden Hurst has had 18 targets. He's doubled what um, Robert Tunyon has had up until this point. Tunyon has only had eight targets over the first three weeks. Meanwhile, Hurst, like I said, has had 18. Now, both um, teams were missing their star wide receivers last week. Julio was out with a hamstring and Adams was out with a hamstring. But like I said, the major difference here is volume. And in this aspect, Hayden Hurst has the advantage over Robert Tunyon. Now, I will say this. The Packers are tougher against the tight end position. Um, They've given up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends, whereas the Falcons are just letting everybody score. (laughs) They've given up the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. And you saw what what happened to them last week when Jimmy Graham went off and he got two touchdowns on their defense in that comeback win when Nick Foles took over for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> like it's not even, it's not even fair to be a Falcons fan right now because your offense is really good. It really is. Russell Gage came out of nowhere. He's getting a large uh, share in targets, you know, Hayden Hurst, you got him doing work. You got Calvin Ridley just shredding guys. And then you have, of course you got Julio Jones and Todd Gurley, you know, he's in the mix. Your offense is good. You can put 30 up on anybody, but your defense is horrible. Two comeback wins in back-to-back games to Dallas and then the, to the Chicago Bears with Nick Foles. Like, come on, man. Y'all just adding to this guy's legend already. Like, that's his thing. Nick Foles is the comeback king. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for you guys, man. I hope you. I hope that y'all fix y'all defense because – Y'all, the the Falcons have a legit chance to be very good. They shouldn't be through zero and three, or whatever they record is. I think it's zero and three. They haven't won a game yet. It shouldn't be bad. Period. That's the point. It shouldn't be bad. Matt Ryan is playing well. Y'all got offensive pieces. The defense just gives it up. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll take it in week two. I'm glad y'all had that brain fart, (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's a shame, you know, reality wise to be a fan of a team 
and they're not living up to expectations. And I and I say that for me too, for the Cowboys. It's just it is what it is right now. You need you need you want more out of your squad. So if I'm leaning like the back to the topic, I'm gonna lean towards Hayden Hurst. I like the volume, I like the involvement in the offense. Um they kind of got forgot about him last week, but he's still caught a touchdown, which isn't bad. Two touchdowns over the last two weeks. That's cool. You still want him a little bit more involved, which was shocking because um, Matt Ryan was having trouble down the stretch. And you figure, hey, if I hit the tight end a couple times, that'll back the guys off. That'll back the Chicago Bears defense off. And he didn't do that. So hopefully that's something that they that was just a misnomer. But I'm going to lean towards Hayden Hurst. The volume's there. The passing attack is there. Even with or without Julio Jones being in the lineup, they're going to look to get a Hurst involved as opposed to Robert Tanya, who had a you know a pretty good stretch without Devontae Adams there. But like I said before, Aaron Rodgers gets tunnel vision when it comes to Devontae Adams because that's the wide receiver. That's the pass catcher that Rodgers trusts the most. So, you know, it is what it is. It's just something that you have to consider when you've picked up Robert Tanya. Hopefully I'm wrong, you know, for your fantasy sake because it looks like, you know, Robert got hands, you know, five for five, no drops, no nothing. A hundred percent catch rate for the, for the game against the saints. That's not, that's not something to sneeze at, but you have to see how Robert Tanya operates when Devontae Adams is back in the starting lineup. But those are my picks for this week, man. So let me know what y'all think. That wraps it up for this episode. I'm not really chatty this time. I don't know what happened the last episode. It was like, it went over an hour. Um, uh, we normally try and keep our shows to an hour or less. And then I went back and I saw it was like an hour 35. And I'm like, where does extra time come from? So I just had to went back and like clean a few things up. And it's like an hour and 10 minutes. That's, that's like our, you know, you're in the red and it's like, okay, this is enough right here. We don't want to go past this point. And that's what um, we normally try and do for the show. So Sorry, guys, I got a little talkative last episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know what you think about my picks for my fantasy face off. And, um, you know, as always, we'll talk to you in our next episode. Be sure to stop by the fantasyfinance.com. The injury report will be dropping later today. It will be updated all the way up until Saturday night. And then for up to the date information um, before kickoff on Sunday, make sure you follow the fantasy finance on Twitter. So that way. You know what's going on and you're able to make moves just in case something happens or something changes at the very last minute. Um, Like I said before, we really appreciate everyone that's listening. Um, Make sure you share the podcast as well. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, you'd be like, hey, man, this guy don't know what he's talking about. Let's laugh at it. But share it with your friends and let them all laugh. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but it's like, hey, man, let's get this out there. Um, But we really appreciate those who have been able to listen um the subscribers and um you know just people like i said people that have been able to talk to us on twitter and social media like uh you know as well also another plus before we wrap this up 500 followers over 500 followers on instagram that's great because i was a little worried at first (laughs) instagram is not instagram can be used as a nice hub for fantasy football but it's not like it's not like Twitter, but um, like we appreciate everybody who's been listening and following on Instagram. And like I said in the beginning, 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. And that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, too, at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.